I was like, when they say that you're family, when you lose someone in law enforcement, that is exactly what you are. Whether you're a spouse, a child, a brother, or a sister, whoever that loss was, you are truly family. And cops really makes you feel like you are family. Everybody, it's uh, Blake Haynes, a multimedia specialist, and with me today on the Cops Podcast, I've got Sharice Hillman, who is a surviving spouse of Avery Hillman, EOW 10-31-2020. Uh, thanks for joining us, Sharice. Thanks for having me, Blake. Sharice, kind of tell me, you know, the steps that you've had with your grief process from like the beginning to where you are right now. So my process is has been kind of rough for the beginning. It was very shocking to know that my husband uh, passed away and he was a perfectly healthy man from COVID-19. That process kind of started with him being very sick for a few months. And then, of course, it ended in him passing away, which was very uh, traumatic for me and um, my son, Malachi. That journey that we have taken, you know, since that day has been very, like I said, very difficult for us. We've had to go through a lot of things as far as like legal issues um, with my husband's family. And so that kind of has taken taken us back a little bit every time we have to attend court or have to attend hearings. And so that our grief process is kind of, to me, it, it kind of starts all over for us again, once we have to attend those, because knowing that that's not something that my husband would want. But unfortunately, in today's society, Money is just the the root of all evil, and it and it really you know brings out who people really are from the beginning. So we've been having to deal with that, and that process is still ongoing. We have been able to overcome a lot of obstacles with the help of our department that's still very involved in our lives, and uh, my parents who are tremendous. We probably wouldn't be where we are without them, just for my mental status, and you know to help me to try to you know, take care of Malachi. Talk about that support that you've got in the department. What's that look like? What's that feel like? So for me, you know, it, it's, it, it feels like it's family. Like they say, they always tell me, you know, Sharice, if you need anything, just call us if Malachi needs anything, or you need us to attend any ball games because Malachi plays a lot of sports and he's on a swim team. And, you know, that support, his dad would have been there for all of those. And so that's very important to him and to us for have that to have that support system. But I kind of felt like that I was bothering them a lot. So I, you know, I didn't call or reach out as much as I should have because I felt like it was bothering them. And we know once I sat down and had the conversation with the sheriff and um, a few other the deputies that, you know, were friends with my husband, you know, they helped me to clear my mind to to say that, you know, you're not bothering us. You know, you are family. You always will be family. And Avery would want us to, you know, take care of you guys in any way that we possibly could. I mean, he served 30 years on that department. So it's been it's been very beneficial to have them in our corner. You see it every day, right? You see your son growing every day. I mean, obviously, Malachi is still very young, but was um, even younger when this, you know, this took place. And Kind of tell me about what you're seeing with his growth and then just being a parent, having to parent through this and dealing with your own grief and then trying to address the needs of Malachi as well. So that's to me, that's kind of a big part of where the cops organization has came in at. They have really helped Malachi come a long way from where we started. Malachi was 11 when he passed, when his dad passed away and he is 13 now going to be 14 in the summer. 
And so that that has helped him to come out of his shell a lot to know that there are other children that walk in your shoes and that can actually understand where you're coming from and not just be able to say, oh, I'm sorry that you lost your dad. You know, I can't imagine how that feels. But these kids at COPS know exactly how that feels. And, you know, they can relate to each other. Malachi wasn't talking about his dad passing at all before we attended COPS. I mean, we went through four counselors and he would just sit there and would not say anything to them. When we got to our, our first kids camp where he was able to attend um, a counseling session with other peers that was of his age, he did, you know, surprising to me, he did very well, um, probably better than I did. <laughs> but um, it was amazing just to see the transformation from then to now, even though we still have issues, um, like I said, with legal stuff, to see his growth and progress and that he, you know, he enjoys and can't wait for camp every year to go back. Right, right. So how about, I mean, how about yourself? How has, you know, the organization impacted your life? So for me, it has impacted me tremendously as well. Um, when we first were invited to go to Cops Kids Camp, like I said, I was like, hmm, I don't think I'm ready for this. Like this is, this can't be for us. <laughs> and so, I mean, I, I struggled with that and struggled with that. I waited till the last minute and registered. Then when we finally got there, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to get off the bus. I don't think I can do this. And so, but then when you get there and you see so many, you know, just welcoming faces and people that have been through the same things that you have been through or are going through currently, it was just so overwhelming. And, and I was just like, oh my gosh, I mean, I don't feel like I belong here because I started hearing stories of, you know, people that got ambushed, people that got murdered or car wrecks. And I was like, man, my husband, my husband died of COVID. So I didn't feel like I belonged there. But once I did counseling sessions, I understood that a loss is a loss. And so it doesn't matter how it happens. You know, he served, you know, his community and his country for over 30 years. And, and that was a loss. And so they helped me to understand. And I, along the way, I was such a big, huge relief off my shoulders to know that I heard other people that their husbands died of COVID-19. I was like, whoo, that was just like a, a, a load lifted off of me to know that, OK, well, maybe I do belong here. And so just to welcome him in and, you know, cops is all from what I've learned along the way, it's nothing that they can't help you with. I mean, you just have to be able to reach out to them and tell them what you have going on. And, and, and they try their best to try to maintain and make that happen. Malachi was suffering from, you know, separation anxiety for, I mean, for a long time. And he still has a little bit of issues with that. But cops, when we come to camp, they were able to make it where me and Malachi were in the same room. And I thought, you know, man, they really do, you know, try to accommodate and make things, you know, better so that you can get the help or whatever that you need. And I appreciated that so much. Why did you feel like you didn't belong? Like, what was that? What was that feeling? What were those emotions going emotions going into it? It was like, OK, my husband died of COVID-19. So I know it, you know, it's a loss for us. But these other women that I was hearing stories from where their husband you know, got murdered or they they were ambushed or, or you know, and things like that. I'm like, man, I, 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 at that time, I didn't feel like that I belonged there with that caliber, you know, of people that was there for, you know, the reasons that they lost their spouse or their son or, you know, their daughter. And I was like, man, I, I feel like I'm cheating them, you know, that, you know, my husband didn't get any of those things. He just died from COVID. But walking through those emotions was, really insane. Like, I mean, I went from like, okay, now I understand after the counseling session, you know, that a loss is a loss and that, you know, that 
he he's gone. But a lot of times it was just like, man, I still didn't feel like I belonged until I met other people that actually started to connect with me at cops that, you know, that I made lifelong friends and that we're still friends now and talk quite often that were help me, help me to get through that process. Cause I feel like if you don't connect with anybody, then it's really not beneficial because you're still feeling like you're alone. But once you were able to, once I was able to open up, cause I'm not really a people person as many people may think <laughs> I do like to be by myself, but once I was able to come out of that shell and a lot of the women there, you know, helped me do that by just starting conversations about not even the death of my husband, just, you know, life and, you know, where you are since everything has happened. And that was a, a good way for me to break out and start talking to these women. And, and you actually find out a lot more, you know, about the marriages and the relationships and find out that you are somewhat similar. You've kind of hit on that with the peer support aspect with you. And and you say that Malachi is so grateful and so excited to go to camp every year. Like what, what are his peer to peer actions? Like, what do you see with his growth in that, that realm? So with Malachi being the only child, he has always just been by himself because he's the only child. <laughs> so, so to, to see him interact and because he's not a talker, you really have to engage with Malachi in order for him to engage with you. But he's he's such a jokester and he, he he loves to have fun. But to see him doing that and interacting with people that he's never met and then very willingly ready to see them again in the next year at camp. It has been amazing to me that has been the most growth that I've seen Malachi have since he's been attending Cobbs. So when it comes to in terms of like people who you know, death is COVID-19 or death is heart attack or death is illness, basically, right? What would you say to them in terms of taking that leap or making that progression to be able to attend things or open themselves up, basically? Right. I would say that it's going to be hard um, because it's it's something that we all have to process. And we're all different individuals, so we process things differently. And um, and I learned that at, at COPS camp as well during counseling sessions that your reaction and versus someone else's reaction is not wrong. It's just the way that you process things. So you have to you'll, I, I would say that they would need to open up, you know, just open your mind and just be susceptible to anything that any kind of advice that anybody at COPS may have, because it's all beneficial. And to just try to, you know, make yourself vulnerable enough and not be closed up and shut up like I was. And I was just like, I don't know these people. I'm not really going to talk to them about my life because I don't know them. But it, it was actually beneficial once you open up because I learned that a lot of stuff that I was just holding on to, you know, was really making me really sad. And I didn't have anybody to talk to other than my parents. And I didn't want to burden them a lot. So it, it was very an eye open experience to, you know, have someone that you could just pick up the phone and say, hey, you know, this is the kind of day that I'm having today. And that's what you get at cops. When you open yourself up, you, you make friends for life. And those friends, you're able to call at any time and say, hey, look, this is the kind of day I'm having. What about your day? And and that has helped me along my journey. I mean, uh, tremendously a lot to be able to have those down days and have an adult conversation and not just have to talk to Malachi. What does it look like reaching out when you when you're talking about that? So sometimes it's phone calls, mostly with the, the friends that I've made at COPS. They, they live far away, like in Texas and Louisiana. And so most of those are phone calls. Some I've had like FaceTime calls with and, and been able to connect with. I do have like people here at the department that I'm able to actually go and like have lunch with or say, hey, you know, I'm having a bad day. You know, can we meet up? And some of the women will be like, yeah, we can have lunch and, and do whatever. 
And that's that's helped me out. I mean, a lot because it seems like the more that we get, I thought the further down the road that we got away from his death, you know, because we're approaching on three years that I would be getting better. But it seems like it sometimes that it gets that it's getting worse. And so it's just those days and they're not often. It's just it could be the smallest thing, you know, something in the house or someone says something that he said before. And it just takes me to a different zone. A lot of people, you know, looking outside, looking in they could be thinking exactly what you're talking about, right? Like, Hey, you know, Sharisha's three years out. I'm sure she's doing so much better. Like what is, what does that look like? I mean, when you have an off day. My off days usually are full of just crying and I'm um, just trying to process. And, and some of it is getting mad and feeling like, you know, why, why would you leave me? You know, and knowing that, you know, this would be hard and why would you leave me in Malachi? And, and knowing in the back of my mind that he didn't have a choice you know, whether he left or not. But, you know, still just as human nature, I'm mad because he's not here. That takes me back. And then I'm like, then I started getting sad, missing things that, you know, we did together or being together as a family. And it sometimes it just takes me into a deep zone where I have to just pull myself out. And those, that's where the conversations come in with the friends that I've met at COPS or the department, because I know personally that I'm in this place and I can't get out. So I, I need some help now. And do you notice that with Malachi at all? Does he just have those days where you're like... So what we've been trying to do is like when, when we awake in the mornings, we we greet each other with good morning and we and I'm like, what's your day looking like? I mean, is it a good day? Is it a bad day? Is it kind of an okay day? Or, or where are we today? And I mean, he'll tell me, you know, it's okay or I'm having a good day or today's not a good day. And so I know by, you know, the response that I get from him that that we're having a day where we're thinking about dad or we're missing dad. And so I'm like, well, you want to talk about it? Usually not with me. No, he doesn't. (laughs) So, but we do have that support. Like he'll call the sheriff or he'll call my dad or my brothers and he'll talk to them and stuff like that. But it's really rough for Malachi when he has sporting events because his dad was, I mean, at every last one of them. That kind of takes him back a lot. And then when we have court, that takes him back a lot. But other than that, I mean, his progression, I mean, has been so beautiful. Like he he looks at me and leans on me and saying, you know, mom is so strong, but he's actually the strong one. And, I, and I'm leaning on him. <laughs> Are there days where you're you find yourself kind of grieving with him? And, and, and what yeah. does that look like? There are there are days where I find myself like, OK, we're both, you know, not having a good day. So how can we help each other? And so we talk about things that we used to do together um, as a family. I kind of try to ask him, you know, what are some of the things that you miss about dad? We miss family time. We used to do game nights. We miss that. And so kind of it, it it helps me because Malachi is, it, and it amazes me that he's able to remember so many things about his dad and what he, what he done and accomplished in life that I'm like, I can't believe you remember that. You were so young. But I see that that kids, um, their minds, they're very resilient and they don't forget. <laughs> so I, I rely on him a lot to, you know, to help bring me back to my center to say, hey, you know, he tells me a lot. You know, dad loved you and dad loved us. And, you know, I'm sure he's sad, you know, that he had to leave. But, you know, he's always here with us. He gives me more encouragement, I feel like, than I do to him. <laughs> yeah, I would I would say he probably would flip that on you if, if we asked him, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and then those days, like when he knows when I'm starting to yell about everything, like small things that are going on that I usually don't yell about, he gets very quiet and he's like, mom, you're not having a good day. And I'm like, 
no, I'm not having a good day and I'm sorry. But, you know, it took me a long time to get to that point because I felt like I was taking a lot of my stress and just, you know, missing my husband out on Malachi and, and didn't even realize it at the time. And so when we started doing counseling sessions and stuff like that, it, it helped me to realize that that's just a part of the process sometimes. And you don't even realize that it's happening. But once you recognize that it's happening, then you have to redirect because that could be more detrimental, you know, than encouraging. And so I've learned that a lot along the way, you know, by doing my counseling sessions when I go for cops camp. I feel like cops kids camp has like benefited me more than Malachi. <laughs> so, but I mean, I, I love going to the counseling session and being able to, to hear these other women and their stories and how they love their spouses and the beautiful life that they have and how some of them that are 20 years out and still, you know, have their moments. That's so encouraging to know that because I felt like I was falling behind the eight ball. I'm like, we're getting on three years, Sharice, and you're still not where you need to be. But going to those counseling sessions helped me to understand and see that there is no time frame. So you just have to get where you need to be, where you're comfortable at. And that could be 30 years from now. Is there something that you guys do that's like, celebratory like hey this is this is something we do every year it's like an annual event type of thing that we do to honor him and like just come together as as a, as a family it's still very fresh for us cuz we're we're just coming up on 3 years this year in October but the the sheriff department they have a memorial not just for Avery but for all fallen officers that have you know passed away during a certain period of time and so we try to attend that every year we don't do anything at Avery's grave, other than we did for his first year anniversary, because Malachi doesn't want to do that. I, I've tried to honor, you know, honor that. And, you know, that seems to take, put him in a bad place. And so I don't, you know, we haven't done anything. We changed the flowers out on his graves on his birthday and on um, our wedding anniversary. And then also on the anniversary of his death. So that's what we've been doing, but anything outside of that, we haven't done. They offer quite a bit of things to honor him but it seems to not be beneficial for me and Malachi at this time. It seems like it's a setback for us more than, you know, pushing us to go forward. And not to say that that won't change, you know, but right now it's just, that's where we are. It's amazing that you're able to identify that not only in yourself, but pick it up in Malachi as well. And really just have that kind of have that agreement because I'm sure being able to respect that for you as well, because I'm sure that you're experiencing things for the first time, second time, just like he is as, as well, right? right? So being able to have those moments and, and being able to just kind of identify each other's feelings is, is pretty eye-opening and awesome, in my opinion. Basically, you know, one of the cool things that I got to experience this last year, um, and one of the reasons that I really, really wanted to have you on and kind of sit down and talk with you, Sharice, is just how amazing you guys are and, and exactly what you were talking about. Like it's 100% noticeable, the love and affection that you guys have and the bond that you guys have and being able to just kind of work through it together. And not to say that, you know, you don't notice that in other survivors, but yours definitely stuck out. So I thank you for coming on and I thank you for kind of telling your experiences. Is there kind of anything else that you'd like to leave out on a note of just in terms of cops and making a leap or, or your grief process, you know, maybe just some advice. I think that anybody, you know, that is going through any type of loss like we are, like we are, 
that if you're if you have the option, you know, to or, you know, to attend cops, then I think that you should. It would be very beneficial. Of course, it's going to be scary at first and you're going to your emotions are going to be all over the place. But once you get there and you're able to connect with other survivors, you'll realize that you, you are actually in the right place. I would say to anyone that's on the fence about going to COPS and you have the opportunity for you or your children to go, it would be very beneficial. You will see amazing results, especially if your children are like mine, like Malachi, that wouldn't talk to anybody about his dad passing away. They are, I mean, it's amazing how those counselors are able to get them to open up and just be who they are and be able to express who they are with no kind of boundaries or no one, you know, pointing the finger and saying, well, you know, this is that or that is this. I mean, it's just amazing, you know, the love that's shown and how you know much they, they interact with the children to help them to get to a peaceful place in life. So I would say it's very beneficial if, if you have the opportunity to attend, then you should. What made you say, okay, I'm going? Because you said you're on the fence up until the very last minute. I, I was, I was like, I was so peer pressured into going. <laughs> and so it was kind of, it was kind of like when the sheriff said, we're paying for you to go. I was like, oh man, I can't back out of this. I gotta, now I got to go because they bought us plane tickets. And so, I, and I was still on the fence. I was like, sheriff, I don't know. I was like, I'm not ready. I don't know what this entails. And even though I had all the paperwork and I had people to call and tell me, you know, what it's about and how the experience would go, I was like, man, I'm not ready. And I don't think Malachi is ready. And so, but once they got, I got on the bus, I got, and I was still at the airport. Like I was like, gosh, I could just turn around and go home. I could buy my own plane ticket and go back home. But I mean, I was so happy once I got there and to see all of the, the police officers that escorted us to the camp, I was like, wow, this is amazing. I was like, I, I mean, the love that they have. And, and I, I truly felt like family at that point. I was like, when they say that you're family, when you lose someone in law enforcement, that is exactly what you are. Whether you're a spouse, a child, a brother or a sister, whoever that loss was, you are truly family and cops really makes you feel like you are family. And so I'm glad that I, I was able to attend, even though I was on the fence about it and I was pushed you know, by the peers, the peer pressure deal. <laughs> but I was so glad um, that I was able to attend. And, and our last few years at COPS have been absolutely amazing. Again, Sharice, thank you so much for coming on. Again, that was Sharice Hillman, the surviving spouse of Corporal Avery Hillman, um, EOW 10-31-2020.